Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, your friendly neighbourhood fool. Today I'm suggesting that any fool can have a pingy thing. And this fool, yours truly, has had a thing about pings since he was five or six years old. Or rather, had a thing about what the pings are associated with. I'm talking about these. Ah, submarines in films and TV series. I love them. When they're done well, dust boot, we dive at dawn, the enemy below, the hunt for Red October, they end up on my list of absolute favourites. But what are we to make of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? Erwin Allen's TV series that straddled the mid-1960s had an evocative signature tune by Paul Sortel and a um, stirring voiceover introduction. Starring Richard Basehart, David Hennison, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. My big problem with Voyage was that none of the episodes lived up to the promise of that title sequence. It was a hit series, but the stories started out fairly silly and just got sillier. In late June 2020, as I was preparing Cromford's assortment Programme 15, I was mulling over ideas for a new series of comedy sketches, and several aspects of a concept suggested themselves without much prompting from me, namely, a submarine-based setting, preferably a mini-sub so as to reduce the number of speaking parts, a gentle send-up of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, complete with evocative music and stirring voiceover, And, just like Voyage, the stories should be silly. The difference being, I'm intending them to be daft. Forever blowing bubbles. The Voyages of the Mini-Sub Skipjack. Starring Sam Jamnos as Commander Hassock. Also starring Alex Stranra as Talfrin and Godfrey Daniels Jr. as Phobes. So I scripted two short sketches and recorded them. For the music, I took an extract from Scheherazade by Rimsky-Korsakov, the movement called The Sea and Sinbad's Ship, which I've always thought sounded like a perfect TV theme. And in early July last year, for Cromford's Assortment 15, The first two episodes of Forever Blowing Bubbles went online. Here's the first of them. I called it Asphyxia Anguish. Forever Blowing Bubbles The Voyages of the Mini-Sub Skipjack Talfrin's Log, July the 2nd, 1330 hours. Two days out from home base, that's the base we call home, obviously not home base, and the skipjack, 
Commander Hassock's brainchild is performing like a dream. We're now cruising at 45 feet below surface on a bearing of 210 degrees following the edge of the Philpot shelf. Normality has been restored, but about an hour ago we had an unexpected crash test of Skipjack's emergency surfacing maneuver. It happened like this. Steady as she goes. You've given us an excellent trim, Phobes. Oh, oh. Thanks, Skipper. But the water temperature helps. Yes, it does, and I appreciate your efforts there, but I was actually referring to our haircuts. It's always good to start a new endeavor with a new hairdo. It shows you mean business. I can run my hand through this now without looking like Angelina Jolie. Skipper, it's probably lunchtime, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Shall I break out today's lunch packs? Yes, please do, Sir Telfrin. Right. There's yours, Skipper. Thank you. And Forbes? Oh! Here's yours. Oh. Oh. Thanks, Telfrin. What the ruddy hell? It's the contamination alarm. Something's happening to our air supply. Oh, we're going to die! <laughs> okay, I've deactivated the alarm. I'm seeing the danger reading, but I can't detect anything wrong. I can. <laughs> There's a different quality to the air. Something's died. Phobes, there's nothing else alive on the skipjack except us three. <laughs> but something is very wrong. Stand by to put on your respirators and prepare to surface. Honestly, I can't detect anything wrong. Are you sure? <laughs> Talfrin, Talfrin, you can't be serious. Get your respirator ready before you... <coughs> what are you eating, Telfrin? My sandwiches, of course. Actually, I might have made too many of these. Either of you want to share? <coughs> What's on them, Telfrin? These look... In heaven's name, man! Phobes, put us on the surface now! <coughs> what? And so we ended up topside, so that Commander Hassock could lob my three-day-old boiled egg sarnies out across the briny. Now, a quick word about the title and the various names. It goes to show how sometimes your best ideas are born under pressure. I had set myself severe deadlines for making the programmes, and these deadlines didn't allow for much in the way of second thoughts. 
Consequently, all the namings just sort of tumbled into place as I needed them. Forever Blowing Bubbles is a perfect silly title for a spoof submarine drama. Skipjack is an ideal name for the mini-sub. If I'd given myself weeks to devise the premise, I wouldn't have found such good names. I know I wouldn't. Now, here's the second episode from Cromford's Assortment 15, Boatyard Bungle. Forever Blowing Bubbles The Voyagers of the Mini-Sub Skipjack Commander Hassock's Log July the 3rd, 1900 hours My last log entry of the day before bedtime with Ovaltine This afternoon, while cruising at 30 fathoms We were enlivened by a rather startling close encounter What a size it is. A humpback whale, I believe, gentlemen. Oh, lights made it look fast. Ooh, oh, that gave me a turn. And off it goes into the murk again. Did you notice that our sonar didn't pick it up? <laughs> what? Our sonar didn't so much as ping back once. Sonar's broken. Hmm. Talfrin? Yes, Skipper. Any thoughts on that? What do you mean? Well, just that when I'd got the skipjack off the drawing board and invited tenders for the construction, you offered to install the navigation and sonar equipment. Well, that's right. And here we are, in the open sea, heading towards the Pillars of Ulysses with a perfectly functioning navigation system. Well, I did my best. And a sonar device that failed to detect a rather large specimen of humpback whale. Oh, uh, yes. Talfrin, if the sonar were broken, we wouldn't hear any pinging, would we? Uh, no, probably not. And yet... It pings without seeing anything. Um, yes. What's making the pinging noise, Talfrin? It's, uh, it's an audio file. <laughs> Pardon? I, uh, I, I nabbed an audio file from YouTube. No sonar! We're going to get rammed by another vessel! We're listening to an audio file. I've got it looping. We have no sonar capability at all. It's not my fault. I ran out of time for the fitting out. Or a shoal of cuttlefish! Or a container ship! Phobes. I know you're prone to anxious moments, but just for now, could you bite on your toilet bag and try to relax? <laughs> Talfrin, I don't know what to say. I'm at a total loss. Sorry, Skipper. Um, shall I turn off the audio player? 
No, 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 don't do that. It's quite soothing to listen to. Um, I think we'd better set course for home. Phobes, please plot us the most direct route and get us going. Uh, uh, yes, Skipper. Oh, and Phobes, dead slow, if you please. As for the voices, obviously I wanted each character to be distinctive, so a deep Welsh-type tone for Telfrin, credited to a bloke with a Scottish name just for extra silliness, a yelpy American twang for Phobes, and that asthmatic-sounding horse quality for Commander Hassock. Can you guess about Hassock? I've been trying to channel James Mason's Captain Nemo from Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You know... You'll be fighting at close quarters with the most tenacious of all sea beasts. And all that. But I can't do James Mason very well. On the plus side, I can make an anagram of James Mason, which is where Sam Jamnose comes from. And now, without further ado, here's the third episode, Calamitous Clip, which first went online in Casual Collection number 2 at the end of September last year. Talfrin's Log, 5th of August, 2100 hours. Cruising the Mid-Atlantic Abyssal Plain at 53 fathoms on a bearing of 269 degrees. This morning we rendezvoused with our supply ship, the Grunion, to receive more foodstuffs from Iceland. That's the supermarket in our home port, obviously not Iceland. The rest of the day was quite trying. Especially for foods. Tell, friend. Skipper? Sorry to interrupt you recording your log. Well, that's okay. I just about finished. Hmm. I value your opinion. Does this toenail look all right to you? Uh, it's a bit on the long side, but apart from that... You don't think it looks discoloured or horny? Move your knee out of the light, Skipper. Well, maybe a bit too yellow. That's what I thought. It's certainly proving to be a devil to clip. They do thicken up with age, Skipper. I'm not that old, Talfrin. But heavens, these clippers are in danger of breaking on it. Perhaps you should switch to scissors, Skipper. I've got a pair in my... Ah! Oh, ruddy hell. Well, that got it. Do you see where it went? It's uh, behind us somewhere. Oh, yes. It landed on Forbes's pillow. Ah, good man. I'd better grab it. If he rolls onto it, it might skewer his cheek. Oh, leave it for now, Telfrin. He's so well sedated, he won't notice it. Hmm. Good point. Poor fellow. He really had a beastly day, didn't he? I blame myself, actually, Skipper. If I hadn't been so keen to pick up some of those sargassum samples, we wouldn't have got the manipulator arm fouled up with weed. These things happen, Telfrin. It's an occupational hazard. 
And it just so happened that Phobes was happy to try out one of our new scuba packs. Yes, he did look as if he was enjoying himself out there, pulling the tangles out. And it so happened that we settled on the bottom exactly where we did, so that he could work on them properly. Yes. What were the odds, do you think? Hmm? Well, the odds against a giant squid dropping on the poor chap, you mean? Hmm. Oh, ridiculous, I imagine. And such a large giant squid. Yes, I understand they don't normally grow to that sort of size. I mean, it covered him completely? I know. And then again, luck was not on his side. It wouldn't have taken him half as long to fight his way free if the damn thing hadn't been dead. I was ready to go and help Skipper. If he'd been another ten minutes, I was going to suit up and head for the airlock, honestly. Well, as it turns out, he gained control of the situation. Eventually. It all looked perfectly ghastly from here. Yes. Oh, I think he started dreaming. It wouldn't surprise me if he's having the worst nightmare of his life. Poor fellow. Hang on, Skipper. He's turned over. He might be in pain if your toenails gouging his eye out. Oh, confound it. And that's all for this recap. Next week I'll bring the saga up to date and we'll leave it there for the time being. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership.